Welcome into all our dads out there and all our moms. You are listening to episode 112 of the Fade You podcast. We are on Twitter at Fade You Sports, so make sure you're following us there for all of the daily DeGen plays. Subscribe to the pod, help us get some listens, trying to grow here at the start of 2022. So we really do appreciate everyone who listens and supports us. My name is Matthew James. I've got the rest of the dads here with me. I've got Joe Ham here. I've got Bucket Boy Neil here. I've got Chris Duke, the smelly one here. I've got Kmart here. So guys, happy Friday. We are recording this on Friday, January 7th. We're going to look ahead to week 18 of the NFL. And it is uh, just as much of a shit show as you could expect Joe, you ready for this contest to end? You're the one guy that's done well this season. Uh, one more week to try to finish strong. Right. Yeah, man. I wish my dads would have joined me up top of the leaderboard here, but God damn. Yeah, we're going to try to end strong. We have 52 points right now. So if we can get a four or five and oh, we can hopefully get into the top 100, which would be pretty sick. So hoping for the best, probably not going to get in the money, but you know, getting into double digits would be a fucking feat of its own. Hell of a run for Joe and Jer- shout out Jared too. Jared, how much is Jared part of this? Do we want to give Jared shit for bad picks? Or do we want to give him props? I'll give him props, man. He, I mean, he, he's got talked me into a lot of very square picks, which is totally fine. Like we busted Chris's balls on the last podcast. I think, you know, you, you need to have somebody that can sit you down and be like, Hey man, this is, this is okay. We can do this. And uh, yeah, it worked out, man. And like I said, before the season, I thought it was the perfect combination of square and sharp. So yeah, I think it worked out, man. And we're going to end it like 61, 62% on the season. Great job to those guys. Uh, yeah. As for the rest of us, we're, we're just trying to be respectable at this point. Actually, Neil, I think you passed Chris for second place in our little group. Nice little run for you to end the season. I had a nice little run, nice little five and zero oh last week. So I'm a game under 500. So it would be nice to, get another four and one it'll finish on the right side of 500 so that's what we're shooting for but. oh one more thing matt i get to bang my uh, bet straight up with chris because he bet me i think it was week 13 <laughs> that smelly idiot would surpass vanilla gorilla and he bet me 200 bucks straight up and he fucking eld that so thanks chris for that bet really appreciate that you dumbass yeah, I was just going to ask him about that. Chris, were you, do you want to blame that on being blacked out when you made that bet? Because that was a pretty, pretty fucking stupid <laughs> bet. And uh, have you paid up yet? Well, I covered his golf at Trump. Uh, he got the second, I think he's, I'm still owed like 150. So I've got a lot of it covered. But uh, yeah, we went on a run. I, we went on a, on that, I think it was the right after I made that the beginning of the third quarter or something like that, or we finished the third quarter weeks 13 through like, or 12, 13, 14, something like that. We went, I think we went 15 and five. So we went on a sexy little run and had a couple of bad beats and couldn't, couldn't string together a nice fourth quarter to, to get back to Joe. So uh, yeah. And new year's my birthday, I got blagged. I was up in the mountains, didn't give a shit. 
won a bunch of money though fading dens finally since he had a shitty december 31st and new year's day but yeah got to give it to joe great hitting 61 percent is great i think the best i've done in a contest is around 55 percent so to be above 60 that's godlike he'd probably be in the thick of it if he was in the his pull his cock out and did the super contest gold for 5k with all the sharpies right or the westgate the westgate i'd be in like the top top 25 right now so this fucking sucks man <laughs> but too many, it is what it is too many damn people in this circuit contest and kmart for somebody who spent the better part of the second half of the season just saying i don't give a fuck you had a nice little run to end your season two to get just below 50 percent it's easy when you're betting like a homer picking the Niners and Bengals all year. Should have been doing that from week one. I uh, can't wait to do it again next year. Never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Donating money to the to the Circa Resort. God damn it! Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I don't know about you guys, but looking at the slate for this week, trying to figure out who's playing in week eighteen, who cares. Who's got tea times for Tuesday? Who's got COVID? Who's lying to the media? If you actually had something at stake this week, if you were going for a quarter or going for the full season, God forbid, this is an impossible week to try to make picks. Uh, We're not going to touch on every game in week 18, uh, but we'll hit a few here. And I know one that our group was talking about earlier in the week was Eagles Cowboys. We, I think even early in the week, we call it the backup bowl because it's probably Cooper Rush versus Minshew. And Neil, I think it was you who said, why is this line the way it is? You want to talk about what you saw earlier in the week and how that's moved? Well, so earlier in the week, and yeah, the text thread, as soon as it came out, it just was screamed one of those lines that didn't make a lot of sense. So this was Philadelphia plus seven. And that was one of those that like it was a real head scratcher. Like it to me, it didn't matter at that point who was going to play or who wasn't going to play. It's like, how does Dallas go on the road against anybody regardless of their quarterback. And I mean, at what point we know it's either going to be Minshew or it's going to be Jalen Hurd. So it's like, it, to me, it didn't matter that you have this this Cowboy team coming in who doesn't have anything to play for in their own right. They had just lost, I think I said, they had just lost Gallup, right, for the season with an ACL. So they can't afford another injury anywhere else. Um, you know, this is like one of the more hated rivals, probably the most hated rival that Philadelphia has. Like they're going to come out regardless and be proud and going to hang in regardless of who was playing. Even if it's, this was Dak versus Minshew and the Cowboys were completely going for it. So it wouldn't matter at that point, regardless who was going to quarterback for Dallas, this was going to be a Philly side for me. Like we've seen the line come down now to four and a half. I I still lean Philadelphia. This may make the contest. I know I got to submit early since this game is going to be played tomorrow, but I think it'll still make my card. Chris, this is a primetime game tomorrow night. Uh, We're recording this on Friday. It's a Saturday primetime slot. Den's going to play this probably. People just remind people that Dennis is not paying attention to who's playing and who's not playing. He might see it real quick just before the game time, but it's not like he's been, keeping an eye on lineups and what the coaches are saying to the media every week. Uh, Do you see him just looking at the short number for Dallas and firing? Yeah, probably, Uh, especially because it's come down. Maybe not if it was seven or eight, but now that it's down to four. Yeah, I mean, he pays attention a little. Apparently he knew it was free money fucking on Kansas State with LSU at 50 people. He just looks at Yahoo Sports and, oh, 38 
you know, scholarship players out, boom, he gets the free money. But, uh, you know, John Murray said the books got murked. So uh, we'll see if it's that easy this week. There's going to be, like you said, tons of motivational plays. Eileen, I text you guys today. I forget who put it on Twitter that the teams that don't have anything to play for actually cover at like a 60% clip against the teams that do have something to play for to get in the playoffs. So, um, you know, that would be your, you know, the saints this week and the, the Niners this week and uh, all those teams that are on, right there on the cusp of getting in. So, I mean, you're going to look for those in your contest, Chris, this week, probably what, Give me one that you think is a, a good play if you're looking at that system of a team that supposedly has no motivation versus a team that has everything. You want to talk about the Falcons a little bit? Yeah, the Falcons. I know Kmart loves the Falcons. That's a huge one. Uh, that line's come down. I think it was four and a half. What did they make it in the contest? Did they make it four, four or three and a half? Four and a half, right? Yeah. So, Kyle, you want to touch on the Falcons? I know that was one that you were texting the, the group about earlier as well. Uh, I mean, anytime you got a divisional game in week 18 now, I mean, the Falcons still have something to play for because the only thing left in their season is to bring the Saints on the couch with them. So, you know, that that's basically my handicap in it is – the Falcons will want to send them home, but the Saints, they just don't look that impressive. You know, even when they beat the Bucks 9 nothing, it was 9 nothing. It was just an all-out effort by that defense, and I think the Falcons can do enough to cover. I don't, I don't know necessarily if they're going to beat them. I can see the Saints with that defense winning on a last-second field goal. Like, I'm not that much of a homer stain. Falcons are going to beat them, and it doesn't matter what happens in the Niner game, but I definitely see it being a closer game, and I guess – I guess I'm not too far off with that line dropping like it is. Uh, yeah, and it's it's amazing. The Falcons just do Falcons things. They look like they're going to make it a one-score game against Buffalo. They pick off Josh Allen, Matt Ryan. They calm down at the one for fucking once. I don't know if he's ever had a taunting call called on him in his fucking history, but apparently he taunted. Now they're back. They don't score. It lands 14, so you never know, but hopefully they'll be scrappy. I guess the only other – play that would constitute would it be the Jags and the Colts maybe Jags gonna try to I I guess the Colts haven't won down in Jacksonville since what 2014 or 15 so they're always scrappy so maybe look at taking the inflated 15 and a half there can even you bring yourself to roll around in that poop Chris after the Jaguars just gave up 50 that's a I'm officially putting that in smelly poop this week no (laughs) no doubt The other thing that I think is interesting to look about or to look at with this week, and I don't know if anybody's considered this for any of their plays, but looking at what teams have coaches that are going to be back, like you talk about the Falcons, this is their first year with this coach. You would think to some extent they want to go out on a positive note versus you have some other teams that have clear lame duck coaches like most people assume Nagy's out. A lot of people are assuming Zimmer's out. The Jaguars are playing under an interim coach. How much do, do they care? They, they know he's not going to be back. Jacksonville's already interviewing people. Anybody looking at this week from a, a coaching angle of, of which guys have new coaches are trying to establish some positive culture and some positive momentum going into the offseason versus guys that 
that may be fired come Monday? I don't know who the coach of the Texans is. What is that guy's name? Does anybody know? Coley. Coley. Yeah. They're playing hard for him. So we we're actually firing Houston in the contest against the Colts just because they've played tough against them all. Like they've played tough for him all season. And I think they're going to cover that 10 point spread. And I'll take one, Matt. I'll, I'll look at, I think this, this Washington football team versus the giants. I think Joe judge is gone after this week, Washington, um, you know, Ron Rivera's going to come back next, next season. What he's done with Heineke's been, been just fine. Like he's coming back. I think Washington comes in they probably do a last season role um, of the giants and, and Jake Fromm. Is it from, is it, it's not going to be Chris's guy, Glenn on. I'm pretty sure it's from Glenn and had, Glenn on had something. The neck had something wrong. What do you think, Chris? You think it's his neck? I think it's his penis. It's inverted. <laughs> Where you guys? It's inverted. Can't even see it through. His well, we know his we know cube. his neck isn't circumcised. So, would wonder what he is down there. I mean, man, is is anybody more dead than the Giants? Either you think Judge is out, Neil? I think he is. I I don't. I would be. I would be shocked if Judge comes back for next season. Um, but yeah, just just read. So Glennon's dealing with a left wrist injury, season-ending mm-hmm. surgery. That's a shame. So we got hopefully, hopefully it's career-ending. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't like watching him play football, man? You I don't love watching yeah, quarterbacks. I That's do, the best. I just hate that. Uh, I actually think he may cover a twelve-point spread, and it's just not possible <laughs> ever. Well, that's because you're stubborn. That's not his fault. It's not his fault he sucks at football, and you can't see that. You, you don't enjoy watching him go 2 of 11 for 14 yards, Chris, and losing a fumble on the first play of the game in Chicago? Fuck. Matt, this is a fucking uh, Sanchez. Mark Sanchez should be like, don't make fun of my butt fumble ever again. <laughs> Just give to Glenn on forever. All right, we'll give, we'll give Glenn on a break. Uh, the Giants – Definitely do seem pretty dead. Uh, isn't Judge the one saying that he gets all these former players uh, calling him and saying how much they miss playing in New York? Is that what Judge do, has been but that's But is it did it didn't Nagy say something like that earlier on in the season too? Like and I, I think I had reference like that's like that that dying last wish of a of a man like that they have to throw this last thing out like all oh, my players love me so much like they know that they're gone and they're trying to do every, anything that they can to save themselves. Speaking of coaches trying to save themselves, I read today that uh, Shad Khan uh, shout out Jags fans who apparently are putting together a social media campaign to all wear clown masks to the Jaguars game on Sunday. Uh, That's pretty, it's pretty fucking hilarious, but it sounds like Shad Khan is intrigued by the idea of hiring Bill O'Brien. Oh my god, that would be freaking awesome! I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't hate Bill O'Brien. I mean, he's decent, but not not somebody I'd bring in to restart a franchise. Kyle O'Brien and Balky down there in Jacksonville. What do you think? There goes their fan base, real quick. Yeah, the one wearing clown masks to the game on Sunday. So, wow, uh, Chris, you think? Uh, a lot of people are going to think that there's some free money parlays this week. You were listening to some that talked about the cards and the bucks specifically and everybody's every single person's parlay. 
Yeah, every teaser since those are right around the six seven mark. Tease the cards down to a pick gum, and tease the uh, uh, the bucks down through the seven and the three down from eight and a half. So yeah, that already got hit by the sharps. I think it was up by ten or eleven, and now it's down to eight. But apparently, someone got a text from Arians, and he said they're playing their people. So I guess that putting a little hesitation on some people to fire the Panthers because they're not sitting. So we'll see though how long Brady and all them play. And uh, yeah, we'll, I'll be taking a look at uh, both those sides, especially because uh, they're both division dogs, road division dogs. And, you know, Russell Wilson getting points. You never know if he shows up. He's, he's a God. Dude, does that not scream a Bucks first half play? What is it going to be? Bucks minus three and a half, Bucks minus four, something like that. Starters get a half, you think? Maybe. Who knows, man? If they're yeah. going to play, yeah. I mean, get them up 20 to six and then fucking sit them. Well, Joe, don't you think it's worth pointing out that a lot of these coaches with what they're talking about are full of shit? Like Green Bay is also insisting that everybody's they're playing starters when they already have the one seed locked up. Like a lot of these guys are full of shit right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, every coach, they're trying to get whatever advantage they can, especially going into 18, if it means anything to them. I mean, Kyle Shanahan didn't name a starter. We all know Lance is going to start on Sunday. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're just whatever advantage they can get, even if it doesn't mean – even if they don't have anything to play for, they still want to get the the W. Right. Uh, Chris, back to the, the parlays, the free money parlays with these faves. You think this is a good week for dog money line parlays? Just because, I mean, the books are kind of guessing with some of these lines and there's teams where you don't know how often the starters are going to play and what these guys are even playing for. You think this is a good dog money line parlay week? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Some of those ones you might not even expect. I mean, like, I think the Bears might be a good angle. I know we're talking about Nagy being out, but some people are saying they could see, you know, Kirk not being that. You know, he's there. He's on the books for another year. The Bears might want to go out and beat a division rival and, the backup, if I don't think Fields is playing, backup might want to go out and show them that he got talent and all these guys, you know, want to say that, hey, we can still play football. So that's a six-pointer right now. So you'll get some good, you know, plus 200, plus 230 on some of these, like, five- to seven-point dogs. Take a look at some of them and sprinkle it. You'll get a nice return. Yeah, you mentioned Nagy. I mean, Zimmer's probably might be dead, too. So you got two teams there with coaches that might be on their way out. So – like you said, Dalton might be – it's Dalton, right, for the Bears this weekend? I think it's yeah. Andy. He's, yeah. he's probably planning to be a backup somewhere next year. So, I mean, what incentive does he have to, to not try in this game, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so some of those dogs may be worth a look. All right, we want to get to a couple games that actually do matter. So, on the other side of the break, we'll talk, we'll talk Rams-Niners. Uh, Joe will be there. So, we'll get Joe's thoughts first uh, and how blacked he'll be in his suite. And then we'll get to the Sunday night uh, regular season finale, too, between the Raiders and Chargers. So we'll get to some of those games on the other side. All right, Joe, you're going to try to hook up with uh, Middlecoff up there at SoFi, yeah? Yeah, we'll see what we can do, man. I'm going to shoot him an email and probably DM him on Twitter. Uh, we've been going back and forth a little bit, so we'll see. Hopefully, I, can, he, I know he's on the suite level. He announced that in his uh, on his podcast today, so... Uh, I know we'll be relatively close to each other, so maybe I can uh, finagle my way into his or or get him into mine. So we'll see. I just want to, you know, say hi, introduce him, and see if we can get him on the pod. It would be nice. Yeah, we're work- been working on that. So fingers crossed, see if we can get Middlecoff on here for a special episode. 
Uh, so, Joe, before we talk about the game, at what point will you be blacked? Will you be blacked pregame, first quarter? What do you think? Before even walking in the stadium. Okay, that's that's what I want to hear. That's a dad right there. <laughs> oh, Minus three fifty. Dad yeah. is driving, so dad needs to black out early. <laughs> Kyle, the Niners can't possibly fuck this up, right? All they need to do is win and get in. Well, I mean, if Lance is starting, I think it's a foregone conclusion that they'll fuck it up. <laughs> but where's the positivity? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not uh, watching him on third and short, fourth down. I'm not very optimistic, but I mean, that defense, that D line is going to have to just ball out. Hopefully their corners can get back off the COVID list and they can do what they've been doing the past three years to the Rams. But I can tell you one thing, if Jimmy Ward's not playing, I will beg Chris to take my bet off of LR. (laughs) I will say I will buy you as much Viva as you want. Take that bet off because that team will go with Jimmy Ward. Yeah, that was a it was a big wager sent to our group uh, text thread very early in the week, um, and I'm sure there was no emotion attached to that whatsoever. But um, well, it was getting plus six, man. Like in at the time, I was feeling pretty confident Jimmy G was going to start so that line would come down. And I, I don't know, Joe seems confident. I, I, I haven't heard anything, so I don't know. You should go uh, hit up Jimmy, see if you can suck his thumb, and get him out there on Sunday. Dude, all he's got to do is put that thumb up my ass and it'll become magical. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I saw that come in and that that line opened at six. And my first thought was, that's strange. Because the narrative that everyone's going to hear all week is how Kyle Shanahan owns the Rams, how the Niners beaten the Rams so many times in a row. And it's almost them daring you to take the Niners. Uh, and then we saw what happened with the Niners the entire secondary on the COVID protocol. But Neil, it's a tough game to handicap because the Rams are in the playoffs. They can still win the NFC West, but isn't it different for a team when they, they know they're going to be playing a game next week? even though they technically still have something to play for, it's definitely not the same as what San Francisco has to play for. It's not, but it almost is because there is like for the Rams, they have a pretty big discrepancy, right? Cause we're talking about either hosting a playoff game next week or going on the road, right? If they hit wild card and Arizona wins, then they're on the road somewhere versus being at home in SoFi. So, um, Yes and no, because, again, you know you're having to play next week, so you, you'd rather just stay at home versus having to risk going on the road somewhere. Um, so I I think the Rams are going to be super motivated. We know this whole cup, Cooper Cup, I think 135 yards to get to, to 2K. Um, I mean, and Chris is going to be rooting like hell for Cooper <laughs> Cup also. Um so, I mean, I think there's a lot – there's just a lot of narratives in total. Like, that that one's going to be a lot of fun to watch. But there's there's not equal motivation, Matt, to your point, but there's certainly – Rams are certainly motivated to go out there and try and get a win in this one. What do you think, Joe? You're, I think you said earlier that you're going to be playing the Rams in the contest. Uh, are you? Is it just no faith in San Francisco right now, or, or where is that coming from? I'm just like you said that narrative earlier where the Niners own the Rams. So I'm just fading that narrative. 
I didn't give a shit what the number was. We were going to fire Rams regardless. I just, you know, I, I think it's the time where the Rams are going to come out and show that they're the one of the top five teams in the NFC. So I don't know, man. I just I, that was just my gut feeling. There wasn't a huge handicap going into this. I just look at how the Niners playing and, you know, it, it just feels like a Rams play for me. So that's what we did. Chris, I'm going to ask you about Cooper Cup at the end of the show, but you got any thoughts on on the matchup? Yeah, I kind of agree with uh, with Joe. I mean, I've been pretty good at handicapping the Rams. We we mentioned how good he was at handicapping, you know, the Niners. We kind of know our teams, and uh, I love that, you know, Dennis was on the Rams against the Titans, and, you know, and then I, Dennis was on the Rams against Niners. They lost. Um, I think he even flipped, and he was on Rams too. And we, I remember I was like, oh, we finally get to bet Aaron Rodgers, and that was when the Rams went LLL. Um, and then they finally came back, but, uh, you know, and then earlier this year they were laying a few points against Arizona and they got whipped. So we've been on some good spots for them. Um, I was on obviously Ben on Raven. He was on the Rams last week. We got to take the Ravens. So great fade spot. And now I just think they do show up. Like Joe said, I think they, they said, I'm sick of this hearing how Shanahan owns, you know, McVay. So we'll see though, cause it's, it's a, it is still a division game. And these games tend to be close. So uh, for them to be still getting four, it's, it's a lot. The Rams are going to have to do a lot to to win by, you know, seven or more. You got a differential Chris, think, on that one, Joe? Uh, I do. Um, 35% of bets, 40% of money is on the Rams. So there's a small 5%. So I don't know, man. Um, it's just – it's a hard, hard game to handicap, to be honest with you. And I'm like, I was going to ask, you know, what, what's the den side here? Is Den going to just look at it and fire the Rams? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question because it's a, uh, it is a 125. So it's one of those slots where, you know, there's only four or five games. So Island games, he probably won't do bills just because he doesn't lay, you know, 16, 17 points. So he'll probably be on Patriots and, maybe the Rams and Cardinals and I'm sure he'll, you know, he loves his bucks. So maybe he'll just go with the chalk afternoon. I mean, my only thought would be he's like, you said, he's looking at Yahoo and they see it's going to be all over there. Niners need to win to get in. He needs to be like, Oh wow, they're motivated. I'll take the points. Fuck it. But who knows, man? I just, like I said, I just, I just want to fade that narrative that Shanahan's owns McVay. That's all I'm doing. Maybe Dan yeah. play some overs, Chris. I mean, some of these are really low with the anticipation that there might be a lot of backups playing. Like for the Rams and Niners to only be 44 and a half. I think I saw Kelly fire a bunch of unders today. Um, some of these are low. You think yeah. Den might reach for a few totals this weekend? Yeah, I heard a sharp came in at under uh, 42 or 42 and a half on that Panthers buck. So that's down to about 41 and a half. So. Yeah, those are all low, and you'd think the general public probably thinks, man, that those are low. It's got to go over, right? But uh, not so fast. So the, the Rams game against the Niners earlier this year landed 41, but that total was 50 and a half. So they've dropped it um, a lot, you know, almost a full touchdown. So we'll see. Some of these are crazy low. I mean, I'm seeing, like, Neil, your uh, you're Washington football team against the Jake Fromms is, like, 38 uh, I bet some of these games that have two shit non-playoff teams against each other find a way to sneak over with guys just saying, fuck it. Uh, you might get some silly defensive touchdowns and some special teams bullshit. 
Yeah, and I was actually going to touch on that at the end because it was funny, man. I saw the same thing that that Kelly posted and unders in games where they had one team that was in the playoffs looking for seeding versus a team that had nothing to play for. Conversely, I do really like when you have two teams that have nothing to play for at all in taking that over. As long as that their offense doesn't have Asperger's a la the New York Giants, like I would love taking some overs in like a Bengals-Browns where you have two – decent quarterbacks no one's great but case keenum and that and brandon Deece. allen have and Deece, right they've got some <laughs> nfl experience i love taking that over at 37 because the coaches are just like fuck it go throw some bombs and let's see what we got right sort of similar um one that i like i love this green bay detroit over because even if whether if aaron Rodgers comes in at all he's just going to tear up this lion's defense and if he doesn't, Jordan Love's going to come in and they're going to just go out and see what they have, right? And that, I would say the same thing about the Bears-Vikings. Like, right, Matt, to your point, Dalton's going to go out there and just fire the ball and sling the ball around. Um, so I think when you have two teams, I'm going to stay away from the Washington football one just because I don't know if the Giants score a point, even though they're going to try real hard. But um, I think those other three, I love the overs in those three, which is, and I, you know, it doesn't go against what our mom said about taking some of those unders. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Uh, the the one game that does matter in addition to that Rams Niners game is the, the Sunday night game. This was flexed in. It's Chargers Raiders. Uh, the Chargers absolutely wiped their ass with that Raiders team on Monday Night Football a number of weeks ago, and this is going to decide a playoff spot. Winner gets in unless they tie. People are talking about. Uh, what are the chances these teams just agree to play for a tie? That's not happening. Don't bet that they will tie. I think they're both going to try. Yeah, there's no fucking way they bet. No. For, they go for a tie. That's yeah, that's not happening. Unless they, if unless that put them both, does that put them both in? I think if, so. If Indy oh, wow. loses, no. If Indy loses, okay. oh. oh wow, wow. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe there's some collusion there. That would be the all-time collusion spot, but that would be hilarious. Should we fire on? Uh, is there will be there will there be a tie in that game? It's like usually like plus fifty thousand. Watch that number. We should take. We could. We should screenshot what that number is like before indie tip that indie game ends, and I bet that number probably goes from like Joe like fifty thousand or whatever to like plus two fifty or something. That that will crash. If Indy somehow oh, yeah. wins. That would be pretty epic. I, there's a wild differential on that total, too. We got uh, 32% of the bats are on the under, but 89% of the money. Oh, wow. So that looks like an under to me, boys. Anybody looking at the side on that one? I mean, I don't know what to expect from the rate. I mean, nobody... Nobody except for our guy on Twitter, our Raiders Moneyline guy, whoever, I can't remember his name. Nobody was on them last week. They go, they win at Indy, and now they're alive. And, I mean, the Chargers really fucked this up because if they didn't lose to Houston, they'd already be in. Who's going who's gonna to take this one? I, dude, I have just no idea what to expect. The Raiders are – both of those teams are teams that, like, can come out and look decent or – very above average or just look like the worst team in the fucking nfl both so you got them both going after each other yeah what the fuck are you gonna do just flip a coin i guess especially because the the line is minus three 
in Vegas, and Vegas does have a home field advantage. So Vegas, re- well, the books, not Vegas, the books think this thing's pretty fucking close to a pick them. Think your boy Carr is going to pull it out, Joe? Fuck, I don't know. He's not really my boy. I just like the college he went to. Somebody's got to have some Raiders love here. Chris, home, division, dog with everything on the line. Raider cock. Put it in now. <laughs> Fuck the Chargers. We know they suck. We know they choke. They can't even beat the god-awful Texans, for Christ's sake. I mean, Kyle, hey, man. I don't hate Ra- I don't hate Raider cock either just because of uh, – I still remember week one, me and Neil went after it, remember? Raiders, Falcons. And the Raiders came out and pulled their cocks out for me. Good. Yep. You had it. Kyle, wouldn't it be the most Chargers thing ever? I mean, this is a team that has really had some weeks where they've looked really good. And then some weeks where you just scratch your head, which is like the most Chargers thing ever. Wouldn't it be just like them to blow this? Dude, I'm pretty confident this is going to come down to a field goal for the Chargers. Like, Uh, of course. All the things in there. (laughs) How do those turn out? It just. I can see them being down one or two in the final second with the 55-yarder, and then maybe they finally come through. But <clears throat> I don't know, man. It, I'll, I think I'm taking the Raiders in this game just because it's very impressive what they've been able to do with everything that's happened to them this season. Um, so, I mean, I hate the Raiders. I hate them with the passion, but I'm kind of seeing myself cheering for them. And can we just shout out? I think they're, didn't the Raiders just have another cornerback get arrested for a DUI? Yeah. Right, right. when they came back. I mean, uh, this unbelievable what's happening. Is yeah, it that? I feel like it's this shit every season with the Raiders. Someone's always getting a DUI. Well, you go yeah. from fucking Oakland to Vegas. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, on Lombardi's show, so there's been some buzz this week about uh, big Jim Harbaugh maybe trying to get back into the NFL and um, that the Raiders may be a team interested. That would be, would be, I don't know if it would be good, but it would be interesting. Nonetheless, Kyle, if you see uh, Mr. Khakis back on the sideline in the NFL with Derek Carr, man, I'd like to see him go to the bears. Yeah. That's the other one. That's the other one people are talking about, but apparently Harp, apparently he loves the Raiders never played for them, but Lombardi was telling the story on his pod. Uh, that that wouldn't shock him to see the allure and the prestige of the Raiders and all the history. Um, so to keep an eye on that, that was uh, something interesting I heard. But another thing that's interesting that I heard a long time ago, uh, Chris, you have been dreaming of a wide receiver winning the NFL MVP award. Um, any moisture in the sheets when you wake up from these dreams? I mean, are, are you still hanging on to this one? Cooper Cup, MVP, what's it going to take? I'm not hanging on because I've heard everything from uh, there's no chance anybody but Rodgers gets it, and then I hear people say it's still razor thin between Taylor, Cup, and Rodgers. I, I think it's Rodgers. Um, but you never know. Like like we said, you know, uh, like last week, everyone thought Mac was a lock for the rookie of the year, and Chase goes out and gets fucking three touchdowns and 266, and now they're saying – He's like a the lock, so you never know. Maybe Rogers throws a couple picks, Cup goes for three scores, and and uh, they we get that second seed, and they say, man, that Cup led them to six and one down the stretch, and had almost a thousand yards, and 
seven touchdowns. I mean, he's just beasting it. So we'll see. I, I, it's 50 bucks. It's amazing that I got such a good number to win 6,000 something. That's the only reason why it'd be so epic. I don't give a fuck if I lose. Just more of how much fun it would be for all of us to go get drunk and have fucking, you know, vegan meals at Roost Chris. Oh, wait. No, oh my God. Have filet mignon cock. <laughs> oh, Joe, I wasn't sure where he was going with that. Yeah, yeah. If any, if anybody hasn't realized yet, Chris is a vegan, so you know he also might not have a set of balls in his pants either. All right, a couple things to wrap up the show. Um, we do want to touch on and remind everybody where to get Dennis's plays. A couple people have been DMing where are Den's plays. Den went zero two in college basketball yesterday. Keep taking those ranked teams, getting points. Den, uh, Chris, remind everybody how we're doing the Dennis plays here on out. Yeah, I'm going to post them to Instagram. Uh, I mean, Instagram uh, to uh, what's the fuck called? Telegram. Telegram. And uh, I will post also from here and there, like just to remind people, I'll keep putting reminders up and I'll go every once in a while on the Twitter when it's like a, a big day or a big second half like I did against the Cowboys when he kept hammering Cowboys and the cards did well for us. So um, just I, I keep I put up if you look at my at hazmat suit 23 if you go back I've pinned the the link to our telegram multiple times you just click on that as long as you have a telegram download the app super easy and then you can see every you'll get an alert so it's better I mean it's the same thing as Twitter but it's it's better it's almost like a text instead of uh, going on the Twitter so super easy and uh, it has his everything I label it first half and full over under team total and then you can fade away or ride him if you think he's gonna have uh a like stretch like he did in fucking december yeah so we'll we'll get that telegram link tweeted out from the fade you account we'll do it before a, a busy sports day tomorrow uh because dennis i don't think well i don't know if he's gonna have any action for the rest of the day today on friday kind of a light slate but uh tomorrow for sure and then sunday definitely for sure so we'll get that sent out to everybody keep the spreadsheet updated uh our guy bob is keeping a second spreadsheet where we're going to start to have data based on uh, the types of bets Den fires. So how are his first half bets doing versus full? How is he doing in various sports? So that'll be nice to have some additional data there as well. Last thing before we get out of here, the daily degen has been a success so far. Joe, do you want to talk about that, where that idea started, sort of what the goal is and, and how it's been going so far? Yeah, so it was just uh, we're looking at more putting out more content, being that we're not doing fade den all the time now. So I came up with the idea is the daily degen, um, firing three bets a day, one of mine, one of the fade you dads, and then one random person from Twitter. So if you are out there and are on Twitter and you want your play to be featured, DM me on Twitter with your ticket number and give me a 10 second handicap of why you're firing that bet, and we'll see if we can get you on there. I'm already getting a few DMs. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do with this. Hopefully it stays successful. Went two and one on the first day, three and oh on the second day, and it's looking okay today. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, hit up Joe in the DMS, hit up the fade you account in the DMS. Uh, Joe's doing an awesome job with the videos as well. So we'll keep that coming and keep providing uh, additional content beyond just fade den. So, all right, we'll get out of here with that. Everybody enjoy week 18 of the NFL whatever that's going to look like. And then uh, next week we'll have three shows. We'll have a special episode with Adam trigger top flight sports. Uh, That'll drop on Monday. We will be back uh, probably with two more shows with this group, maybe Wednesday and Friday, something like that. So three shows next week.
get ready for the NFL playoffs, get ready to make some money. And Chris, just remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on some of the scum that we are going to see this weekend, these teams that are D-E-D dead. They might treat us shitty like Cal last night. Couldn't hang with the Trojans. Yeah, 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 yeah.